This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to be in two battlegrounds uh, today. We're going to be in uh, Florida with Dr. Naomi Wolf talking about this uh, grand jury. Uh, we're also going to get uh, to um, Arizona. I think the Carrie Lake trial is wrapping up. We're going to try and get Carrie, Caroline Wren, others uh, in here in the second, uh, in the at the bottom of the hour and beyond um, to get their commentary and observation. We had a huge audience over our getter feed over uh, watching this uh, simultaneously with the show in the last hour. So I want to thank everybody that's maybe coming back over. Um, I want to finish up with Michael Benz. Michael, first off, you're one of the smartest, toughest guys out there and really want to make sure that the War Room cadre uh, really gets to know you. Talk about your institution. What are you trying to accomplish and where can people go to support you? Sure. My foundation is called the Foundation for Freedom Online. We're at foundationforfreedomonline.com, one word. You can find me on social at Mike Ben's Twitter, and our organization is at FFO underscore freedom. Uh, our mission is to restore the golden age of the internet, the free and open internet that we all knew and loved until uh, strange and disturbing things began to happen after the 2016 election to shut down your vo voice, to stop your ability to mobilize, and to really stop you from being able to, to have a say in the domestic affairs of your own country. Uh, so our mission is to restore the free Internet. Um, and uh, I mean, what's happening right now with the Twitter files is just the tip of the iceberg. What you'll find at Foundation for Freedom yes. Online are deep dive articles that you really can't find anywhere else presently about how the censorship industry works, how the government is funding it, how all the different federal agencies are involved, uh, the, the interlinkages between the government, the private sector, the civil society and the news and fact-checking organizations. Uh, and we have a pipeline that I think, frankly, is going to blow a lot of people's minds. Uh, what's happening right now with the Twitter files, I, as I said, is the tip of the iceberg. We're talking about something that may be among the greatest government scandals of the 21st century. No, when you add it to the vaccine, it's the greatest scandal. When you add this together, you were at state. Benz is a professional's professional, a lawyer, member of the, of, of the Trump administration, and a guy. I, I, I consider people when I deal with them and they tell me things and walk to analysis, and it happens like they roll it out. Benz is one called shot after the other. And one of the things we love doing here is introducing this audience to people like uh, Dr. Jeffrey Tucker and Brownstone, uh, like Dr. Naomi Wolf and, uh, and Daily Clout. Benz is going to be part of that. Uh, Michael, what is your uh, what is your uh, Twitter handle? How do people follow you right now on social media? Sure. So it's at Mike Ben's cyber. Uh, all one word. Thank you, sir. Michael, look forward to talking to you and having you back on. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, very important. And we're going to get to the bottom of this thing. This, this Twitter and now the Daily Mail story on the CIA involvement in um, uh, in um, uh, in uh, Facebook is just also the tip of the spear. You got Krebs, you got the Atlantic Council. 
And that does, this is just the national security part of it. It doesn't include the biomedical security part of it. And that's our next two guests. I got Dr. Jeffrey Tucker has done such an amazing job over Brownstone. And of course, Naomi Wolf. I'm going to start with Dr. Tucker. You, you, you brought up a thing called the Crimson Contagion. It was a tabletop, essentially a war game, I guess, from a couple of years ago, actually in the Trump administration during the Trump's term. Why, you, you, you're pretty selective. The reason I, I like following you, you, you are signal, not noise. Why was this important to go back and talk about one of these internal government operations they do all the time to kind of the scenario plan? Why was this important and why was it important for you to take time and put it out now, Dr. Jeffrey Tucker? Steve, it's important, uh, not because you're right, there can happen all the time, but this one was different. It involved two dozen federal agencies, eight states, and a couple of dozen nonprofits, including pharmaceutical companies and pharmacy distributors and this sort of thing. Also, it was top secret, and it was run over eight months in 2019, okay? So, you know, think about the timing here. Uh, and what it posited was a respiratory virus coming from China that was spread to the U.S., showed up in Chicago through international travel, and then the pandemic planners shut down the businesses and, and shut down the schools, okay, they imagine, for six weeks, during which time national security uh, uh, intelligence officials are basically, you know, more or less running the country. And they gained this program all the way through August, wrapped it up on August 19th, still top secret, run by Robert Cadillac. You may know that name, old uh, Bush hand uh, intelligence official. And then it releases the report on December 9th, 2019, three months after U.S. intelligence were already aware of SARS-CoV-2, the Wuhan virus. Now, we didn't hear anything about this until March 18th, 2020, when the New York Times reported on it. That was two days after the Fauci uh, Burke's uh, uh, Trump uh, press, press conference announcing uh, the, the general uh, restrictions that very much fit in with exactly what this pandemic plan called Crimson Contagion imagined. Now, what's important here, Steve, is that uh, these ide the idea of lockdowns was not part of the World Health Organization plan. It wasn't even part of the CDC plan, but it was part of the Crimson Contagion plan, which overlapped exactly with uh, the real thing. Now, what are the chances, right? We keep hearing this is a once in 100 years pandemic. What are the chances it happens basically simultaneously with this war game? And here's another important fact. Robert Cadillac, who uh, headed up uh, a Crimson Contagion and signed the letter to HHS on December 9th, um, was also the key interface between uh, uh, Health and Human Services and the Department of Homeland Security throughout the first year of the pandemic response, the same guy. That same guy was also uh, the author of the Senate report on the origins of the virus. Now, I'll just give you one other factor that I think is important, that for whatever reason, there were two ex-Trump administration officials that were participating in Crimson, Crimson uh, Contagion, General Kelly, whom I think you know, and also Rex Tillerson, 
who was the secretary of state that I think Trump uh, either pushed out or he resigned or was fired or something like that. So now look, the you know, you can take, I, I have all the documents in, in this article. I find it, how do I say, compelling, intriguing, coincidental? I don't know. I don't draw any conclusions from it. I mean, I'm just inviting your readers to have a look. I think it deepens the plot. Something went very wrong in this period of time. We know they wanted to get rid of Trump. So something went very wrong. Uh, I want. I want. I want to go back. I want to go back for a second. General Kelly had left as chief of staff, and he was brought in to Crimson Contagion as a uh, with Rex Tillerson as a former government official that would be there. Understood how the Trump administration worked, but the rest of this they had outside. They had states. The core of this is driven, and Cadillac I think is an old CIA hand, if memory serves me correctly. Right. Um, it, the, the core of this was President Trump's government. I mean, the, the, this, 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 these, this was an active government program at the top secret level, correct? Uh, right. And then, yes, it, it was. But whether and to what extent Trump actually knew that this was taking place over this period this of time. My, you're getting to my point. Yeah. Hang, hang on. I want to get to that. Um, my point is, where did you get this information more than the New York Times article? You're, this thing is incredibly detailed. Where did Dr. Jeffrey Tucker get his source information on this? Uh, well, the original the mention of this was in Robert Kennedy's book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci. And I read it a long time ago, oh, well, a long time ago, six months ago, something like that. And it blew my mind, but I hadn't had a chance to follow up on it. It turns out all the documents had already been foiled. Uh, by another organization, and uh, as I say, first reported in the New York Times, but then later foiled. And I'm sorry, Steve, but it's gotten almost no attention, which I find, I yeah. guess, a little bit unbelievable. No. Well, that's that's why I wanted to have you on today. Remember, let's go back to after it was delivered. Um, the, when it was reported in the New York Times, I think on 18 March, yeah. that was... <laughs> This is subsequent to, I believe, the president called for the emergency powers, emergency on the 10th and addressed the nation, I think, on the 10th of March, around that time. The ten, no, it was, was not. It, what day was it? It was the 13th. That was that was the release of the 13th, HHS. 13th of March. That's, that's my point. It was around this time that the New York Times, oh, by the way, leaked that they had already basically done war planning scenario this at a very, very significant level. And in fact, Two of the media's darlings, General Kelly and Rex Tillerson, who had been Tillerson had been fired. General Kelly had essentially been fired by Trump as as chief of staff. He had run DHS, were part of this. In none of the documentation do we know whether President Trump was brought into the loop at any time, at least before the final report in in uh in recommendations were signed on nine December of twenty nineteen. Correct? Is there any 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 anything at all that sees a, a President Trump was brought into the loop on this? Uh, not at all. In fact, uh, Politico ran an article the day, I think, after. Am I right about this? The day after the New York Times report saying that uh, many of the Trump administration officials, meaning White House, uh, had not really known anything uh, about this. They hadn't really participated in any of these germ games. So this was all kind of blindsided the, the Trump administration, so far as I can tell. I, I wasn't there. But well, see, 
Well, blindsided, blindsided maybe the White House, but my point is the, the the administration includes the the administrative state. You have political appointees. I, I also make sure, and I'll do a timeline of this so people get it, because remember, we're not conspiracy theorists here at the War Room. We're the exact opposite, but there are no coincidences. 9 December of 2019 is a relatively important date on something else because it was just within those couple of days. I think the 9th was actually a date. It might have been a couple of days earlier that the wait for it laptop from hell became the property of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the DOJ. Um, so uh, people had a lot of a lot of information on a lot of different things. Yeah, this is very disturbing. Also, obviously, Johns Hopkins did that, uh, you know, did the the one uh, the, the for the group that started in the in, I think, in August and September. Uh, they right. culminated in the in the November in the November time frame. So we'll we'll tie all this together. Uh, and, but right. I also want to and we'll have you back. I want. Yeah. Just yeah. Event Remember the Johns Hopkins thing. It's it's you know, that's a, I knew about that. And that's creepy enough. But this one is much larger scale. This is a much bigger deal than event 201 and much more precise. And it fits well, almost exactly with with what happened, you know, five months, uh, five months later. They call these, and you should know in your government, they're, and as you would want, people do plan these scenarios. In fact, when you do the transition, the one of the things you, the last thing you do is a interface between the two administrations, and you do one of these tabletop exercises just to see that everybody's, you've got the proper people in place. Um, what is disturbing here, this was at a top secret level, and this, uh, you know, it's it's quite scary how much this was close to, as we know already uh, from many sources that are open source now, that the COVID CCP virus, which we just found out about in the intelligence side, initially the last week of December from Wuhan and then really into the, as we started doing the show on the 20th of January, 2020, before anybody else, because of our sources in mainland China, um, that was actually going on at least maybe in September, October, November. Right. So it's, it's this is very disturbing, very yeah, disturbing. And so yeah, the Dr. Olympics took place in what was that September, October of 2019. We had plenty of reports of people being, people being sick from SARS-CoV-2 yeah. then. So this kind of Crimson Contagion report comes out after that time and then only just a few months before, actually, the same guy who headed Crimson Contagion also ran the COVID response for the Trump administration after uh, uh, March 13th, yeah. wherein uh, the power was handed off basically from HHS to uh, DHS and, and, and FEMA and then handed on uh, again the next week to uh, uh, okay. other, na other national security officials. Here's what's going to happen in 2023. And this is why I wanted to have Ben's, uh, Dr. Tucker and Naomi kind of back to back to back and then our own Natalie Winters. Uh, you're about to see revelations that are going to be coming out that are going to shock you. Just going to shock you. Like the Daily Mail today with the CIA involvement in FBI at Facebook. It's not shocking those of us that, that work this show every day. But what they're going to try, it's going to be like a wilderness of mirrors, I think was the famous phrase in the intelligence community. Our task and purpose here is to make sure that you, because you, the audience, are the cadre that's going to turn things around. You're, you are who they fear. And we're going to make sure in that wilderness of mirrors that you're going to be able to actually get the information, make your own judgments and uh, empower yourself. Because that what they don't want 
They don't want you to be empowered. What they're going to want is you to be confused, to be upset, to be anxious, to, to have this anxiety and to think like, okay, they're going to try to break you. And they just have, they, they want you to submit and they want you to comply. This is why this grand jury is so important. This is why what happened the other day at, over the weekend at, with these young people in the war room posse in, in Phoenix, there are 50 million of you that did not comply and did not submit against all odds and everything to break you. That is the basic um, centerpiece of what's going to save this nation, right? And you've got people that have been liberal and progressive like Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. And, and Naomi Wolf and others. And you got, you know, good old populist nationalist right-wingers like myself and everybody in between. This is beyond politics. This is going to form a new type of politics is being formed right here. What's going to happen in the next six, nine 12 months about the revelations and about people that believe in liberty and freedom, regardless of what their real political affiliations are, go back to the core of this country and say, no, 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 no. I, I, I back that and I'm prepared to stand up for it. And you've already had a massive victory. You had a victory they never, ever anticipated. You just said, no, you would not comply. Dr. Tucker, how do, how do people get to Brownstone, how do they get to you on social media? Brownstone dot, uh, dot, uh, dot org, and I'm at Jeffrey Tucker, uh, Jeffrey A. Tucker on, on Twitter. But when you go to Brownstone, be sure and get our email because it's the only way we really have to contact you. I really do invite readers to look at my article. I have all the documentation there. I try not to draw any conclusions. Yep. The whole thing smells to me, but read it. Uh, let me know what you think. Write us and let us know. I have I'm gonna put it up after the show because I wanted Dr. Tucker to come on. This this is quite shocking since I know the players and know a lot about this stuff. Uh it is gonna be a seminal document, let's say that. Uh, a first of many coming from Dr. Tucker on this topic. Dr. Jeffrey Tucker, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Naomi Wolf joins us now. Naomi, uh we got a lot to go through and uh for these revelations coming up, but I gotta I wanna go back to something you've been kind of coming at it from a different angle of attack on this grand jury, uh, the grand jury situation in Florida and Dr. Dr. De, uh, Ron DeSantis, I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis and Dr. Joseph Latipo down there. Give us your assessment, ma'am. Well, it's big news and it just broke. Um, the Florida Supreme Court approved Governor DeSantis's grand jury request to investigate mRNA COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers. So uh, it's a it's a green light for a grand jury investigation. And it's got some really kind of extraordinarily important points um, that this audience will understand. Uh, it, it's a go ahead to impanel a grand jury to investigate the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers and to release all of their data. Um, and so, uh, you know, this is so critical because they won't be able to hide anything. Everything they did, everything they knew about will be transparent. Additionally, um, he's going to establish a public health integrity committee uh, to get away from the CDC recommendations and to have like science-based recommendations. He's going to file a petition for a statewide grand jury, as I mentioned. Um, and so this is in a criminal investigation about wrongdoing committed against Floridians related to the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and, you know, they're getting very granular. I've really got to, you know, <laughs> got to hand it to Dr. Latipo and to Governor DeSantis. They just follow the science. And so they're following the science 
into the morgue. They are um, going to lead further surveillance into sudden deaths of individuals that receive the COVID-19 vaccine in Florida based on autopsy results. And they're going to collaborate with the University of Florida and look at research from other countries. So that's huge. I mean, it's been so difficult for the, the dissident doctors who are trying to sound the alarm to um, make definitive statements about causes of death because there haven't been autopsies um, at any scale at all. And, uh, and people whose loved ones die of, of vaccine injury are often told, um, you know, oh, sorry, your loved one's been cremated or um, there are legal battles about, you know, the tissue samples. We've heard about that. I mean, horrible things. And so this actually is going to be one more kind of, um, I mean, of course, you'd expect there to be autopsies if there is a question about cause of death. You'd expect that two years ago, but now it's actually going to happen. And uh, with these new actions, there's going to be a massive amount of, you know, of revelation of of crimes and wrongdoing. And um, this is this is huge. And I have to note, um, we did a wonderful uh, uh, Vigilant Fox Daily Clout release about this uh, based on my interview with Dr. Ely, but. Um, the CDC, as I may have mentioned here, has been um, using kind of statistical magic to vanish 32,000 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis. And as I think I mentioned last time I was on, uh, the specific focus of, doc, of Dr. Latipos and um, Governor DeSantis's grand jury investigation uh, uh pressing forward is is focusing on myocarditis and pericarditis. So it looks like the CDC is covering up, you know, evidence of, of massive crimes, mass murder. Um, and, you know, I don't have to just say that anymore because there's actually a, a an investigation by the judiciary into. You've been, by, by the way, but but from the from the beginning, whether it was in Oregon and correct me if I'm wrong, you've been working also to get these grand juries rolling, right, on one level. And also now the the lawsuits Daily Cloud's doing, you've got, I think, five or six. You said yesterday, seven. My point is in 2023, you're going to have a grand jury in Florida with the power of the governor and an incredibly smart doctor, uh, PhD and medical doctor from Harvard, Dr. Joe Latipo, who's just a hero to me, uh, hammering it. But you're you're also, there's other angles of attack because you've got a swarm Big Pharma. The bio, this is a biomedical security state. It is every bit as powerful as the national security and intelligence. And in fact, the reason I wanted to have Tucker on here, Jeffrey Tucker beforehand, Crimson Contagion shows you the merger of those two. It's, right. it's the intelligence community and the intelligence apparatus and DHS with the whole thing of the pandemic. That Crimson Contagion was, was, was both of them. Um, so what, so tell, tell us about where your status is of these others. Cause this is going to, you're going to have to, uh, a saying from football, you're going to have to gang tackle this. So, so where do you stand in daily clouds efforts in these other efforts you've been working at the state level? Well, let me, uh, first just jump in and, and, um, give credit to the people who um, did the work uh, for the other grand jury investigation um, because we've shown a lot of light on it. And I'm really proud of that, but we didn't do that work. Actually, that was um, the incredible Dr. Henry Ely and his colleagues, uh, State Senator Kim Thatcher and State Senator um, Linthicum, Dennis Linthicum in Oregon. And they're the ones, and they've got a team of really extraordinary researchers, uh, citizen researchers, um, you know, a retired judge, I believe. I mean, people who are just dogged uh, to get the facts and 
and they have relentlessly crunched the numbers, you know, found the crimes, researched what the proper handling of data is supposed to be, uh, deep, deep dives. Um, and we really have to thank them. They believed in the grand jury investigation approach and and really kind of did all the heavy lifting to make it possible. And I'm again noting if, you know, Dr. Latipo watches War Room or someone working with him, um, that team is standing by to hand over their their fully compiled evidence about these crimes um, if and to be of support to this other grand jury investigation. Um, our, in terms of our own uh, our own lawsuits, so much is happening. But, you know, as I mentioned last time, George Smith now has eight to 10 plaintiffs and they're moving ahead out of a lawsuit in Ohio against Pfizer um, at the end with these plaintiffs at the end of January. And um, we've got multiple other lawsuits. Um, the wonderful team of John Howard and Scott Street out of LA, who were the ones who uh, beat the Biden administration when it came to masking on public transportation, they're um, moving ahead very aggressively against Twitter and talking to me about moving ahead against Facebook. And so they're waiting for a response from a judge. Um, you know, I was reinstated to Twitter, but um, they're they're also moving ahead uh, on a parallel track against Pfizer. And as you know, they uh, sent a letter to the FDA, which was the first step in their lawsuit against Pfizer. So these are these are parallel lawsuits that they're prosecuting, but they're related because you know, when I was listening to Jeffrey Tucker, who's, you know, a, a great kind of mentor and, and friend of mine, um, whom I admire tremendously, um, and he brought me to be a fellow at AIER, I, my, I, my heart was sinking because every, in the last few weeks, this tangle of vaccines and intelligence agencies, you know, CDC and DHS and and intelligence agencies, you know, the, the, the social media companies and the intelligence community, it, it's such an unholy mess. And it, it makes it very difficult to imagine how citizens can, can fight against that and regain their country. And it makes it very, very well, scary. They can't, well, the, here, here's, here's how they did. We have 50 million. We had the greatest victory in modern political history. 50 million Americans against all odds and against all pressure said, no, we're not going to do, we are not going to comply. We're not going to submit. We're citizens. We're not subjects. This is the single most powerful thing that's happened in the last couple of years. We're, we're going to take a short commercial break and get right back to it. Dr. Wolf, this is the power. And by the way, it is the merger of a biomedical security state with the national security state. Okay. Big tech oligarchs being a massive part of this big pharma being a part of it. Um, and we're going to break it down for you. It looks like a wilderness of mirrors, but it's not going to be because it's absolutely essential you understand this. Short break. Natalie Winters, Dr. Wolf next. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. 
Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um... Dr. Naomi Wolf is with us. Uh, by the way, Dr. Wolf, I know you're going to talk here about what's in this ominous bill, some more uh, awful stuff. But I want everybody to know um, there's been a joint venture between the uh, the Skyhorse Publishing and uh, in um, All Seasons. So you can get the two books. And I couldn't recommend two books more. The Real Anthony Fauci of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., which is a blockbuster, and The Journey of Dr. Naomi Wolf, The Body of Others. You can go now to um, to the website. Well, how do they get how do they get to it? The website of All Seasons and Sky Horse is that where it's sold, um, Doctor Wolf? No, it's just allseasonspress.com, and the box set is only to be found there. So everyone, rush out and and grab it and give it to people who have yeah. no idea what's going on. <laughs> 
Yeah. They will be you will you will your neighbor your your family will appreciate they at first there may struggle. There may be like a struggle session, but they'll get there eventually and they need to get there. Uh the omnibus bill, a great tragedy today, absolutely horrific on so many levels. But you've actually gone through it and you've got some <laughs> you've got some more bad news for us. So let's <laughs> we're in the Hanukkah Christmas season. So give it to me, Dr. Wolf. Tell me about it. I do, but this seems to be the game we're in by shining a light on the horrors just ahead. It's like a it's like a, a one of those rides at an amusement park, which, which is also terrifying. And, you know, we, we keep just avoiding the worst of it by shining light a little bit ahead. So, again, uh, I can't take credit. Um, I did a video interview with Brian O'Shea, my husband, who's also a private intelligence consultant. And he went through the uh, 4,000 page omnibus bill and, and three or four things really I need to headline. They fit right into all the work we've done um, to date. Basically, what it looks like, this is me talking, is that the powers that you've identified, in, you know, the bad guys have realized they can't break us through this biomedical intervention. It didn't work. We're seeing through it. People are resisting the booster. They're resisting the vaccine passport. So plan A didn't work. Um, and so now they're moving on to plan B, and it appears to involve agriculture, and it appears to involve the a kind of, you know, this, they figured out how to do a coup by just routing government functionalities, which have oversight, to third parties, basically, or to, or to other agencies that uh, are not answerable in the way that um, the, the formerly tasked agencies are. And here's what I mean. Um, Section 230, page 106.3, HHS, oh, this one is really shocking. You, it looks like you can buy a child. I mean, that's a shorthand and the details are a little unclear, but HHS will be accepting donations from the private sector, non-government organizations and, quote, other groups independent of the federal government for the care of unaccompanied minor children. So process that. There are all these little kids crossing at this uh, wide open border. They're unaccompanied. And instead of government agencies that are overseen, that are careful, that are scrutinized, that take custody of these children and, and have responsibility for their care. Now HHS can accept private donations for kids' care from the private sector, from other groups. It could be anyone. We could call ourselves a group and donate, you know, for the care of a child. And then what what access to that child does this give? It's unclear, but it makes me very uncomfortable that the the care of children, you know, funding of it is being outsourced to uh, uh, not overseen third parties. Um, here's a much scarier. And we know, we know from Ver we know from we know from oh, hang on, we know from Project Veritas's the the government whistleblower, the unaccompanied minors. I mean, they're down in houses in Houston. There's like forty to a house with a couple of these people that just show up and and sign up for them, and there's no verification, there's no checking. In fact, the the government. Whistleblower called them brothels. Essentially, said these are brothels. These unaccompanied kids are just completely, you know, it's it's all sexual tra transportation trafficking, right? And Tra this is a government. This is a, a woman who's been the government for forever, and she's saying these houses in Houston, around the Houston area, she goes twenty here, there's forty one here, and she said, hey, they're essentially brothels. So now this is in the bill. You know, come and put your group together. They had the story in California. You get the pedo farms, right? They get the t 15 people, ped pedophiles living in a place together. Maybe they put in a bid and buy some children. That's basically what you're saying. There, it looks like they're just taking money from anybody that shows up to Taking actually, quote unquote, help unaccompanied minors. 
Exactly. Any group, like it doesn't even have to be a registered NGO that works with children. It can be the Ku Klux Klan. It can be any group. It can be man, boy, love, you know, groups. Um, and again, this is a story that needs digging into, but you and I both know that you don't go to the trouble of hiring the lawyers to draft a section of the bill unless you plan to do something with it, unless there are already people standing by to write checks to help the children, whatever that means. But it's disturbing. This is equally disturbing. Section 775, page 125, transfer of national bio and agro defense facilities from DHS to the Department of Agriculture must be completed in 120 days after the passage of this bill. And so this is a facility in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, but what you see, you see this apparently throughout the bill, that there's a transfer of, uh, you know, one sector, in this case, bio and agro defense, right? Um, from the Department of Homeland Security, that's a very serious responsibility to the Department of Agriculture. And, and so you're seeing throughout the bill this transfer of uh, the oversight of acres and acres of farmland and also the oversight of facilities to the Department of Agriculture, the way that before in the last iteration, Plan A, they transferred all of this um, a formerly accountable activity to HHS in under the guise of medical activity. Um, and, you know, for instance, there's a Soros-backed group called Arabella, and one of its graduates is now in charge of all of these uh, native lands and programs in this bill, um, through which millions and millions are flowing in this bill, you know, for allegedly agricultural activities. But it's basically, again, an a, a, it's it's that model of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation getting all the money to to serve their own self interest, but in this case using agriculture. Um, there's a lot of uh, scary medical stuff ahead that's bilateral. For this is page 1307, Title Three, um, unbelievable. Four billion, 165 million, 950 thousand dollars is going to build the capacity of public health institutions and organizations in developing countries and for such activities, including immunization, meaning vaccination and oral hydration programs. And China is uh, defined uh, in, legally as a quote unquote developing country. And it continues that this may be made available for US contributors to the Gavi Alliance. And if you don't know who they are, they're the bad guys who are, again, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Dozik people, the One Health people, and to a multilateral vaccine development partnership to support epidemic preparedness. They Robert, want this Robert, determination. Wolf, uh, Dr. Wolf. Gabby couldn't. Gabby's the worst. We've got a bounce guy. I gotta get to Ukraine, but I want everybody to go to Daily Cloud and find you, and because we're gonna spend more time going through this, I just want everybody to understand. Twenty-one, uh, I think it's twenty-one Republican senators, eighteen of whom President Trump had endorsed, did this. This is not the yeah. Democrats. They needed collaborators to do this, and they got plenty of collaborators to do it. So just just remember, this day, this is a day that will live in infamy, uh, in this country's history. Dr. Wolf, how do people get to you? you got so much going on, and I particularly want to break down this. Where, where do they go to on Daily Cloud to get to this? Well, I haven't. There's a, a the interview is posted pinned on my Getter feed. Dr. Naomi R. Wolf, I believe it's pinned on uh, Brian O'Shea. Uh, our videographer is editing it. It'll be up on Daily Cloud, and we'll also produce it in a um, blog format, um, and that'll be up at dailycloud.io. Okay. And you can follow me at 
Dr. Umar. Wolf on Getter, that, sorry to interrupt. That, 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 that'll be up tonight or tomorrow, the interview? Tomorrow. But the interview is up tonight, and you can also find it on Getter at Brian O'Shea, SPI. Okay, perfect. Um, I think yes, I've heard of him. How, 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 do they find, how, how do they get to you on how do they get to you on social media? Uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf on Getter, um, Naomi Wolf on Twitter with mixed feelings, uh, dailyclout.io. So important to keep supporting us. Thank you. Thank you. We're doing so much with your uh, your resources, your generosity. And as you mentioned, the book, uh, The Bodies of Others and The Real Anthony Fauci is at allseasonspress.com. And I hope everyone's having a wonderful holiday season. We will beat these guys. We have to. We are beating these guys and we will, we have to. Dr. Wolf, thank you. Thank you, Steve. I'm, I'm glad she gave her Twitter uh, handle, uh, Natalie Winters. And I got a lot on this topic, but we're going to get to that tomorrow, Natalie. I got to focus on these Ukraine uh, situation. You broke story. Now, give me yours before I get uh, Twitter is banning people for talking about making observations on Zelensky and his visit. I want to get to that in a second. Tell me what you know about the pressure that uh, uh, Ukraine is taking our cash we're giving them, hiring lobbyists, hiring consultants to then suppress the voice of Americans. Do I have that correct, ma'am? Um, exactly. You know, it's no secret that the globalists are getting ridiculously rich off of this whole Ukraine conflict. Obviously, the military industrial complex um, is seeing its bottom line skyrocket. But I think another aspect of this whole money laundering operation, which that is what we should refer to these Ukraine aid packages as, is how the kind of the D.C.-based swampy lobbying firms really have increased their representation for Ukraine to levels that not only have we never seen before in terms of Ukraine lobbying efforts, but really for any country ever. Um, for example, in 2021 alone, Ukraine made over 10,000 contacts to either representatives and social media companies, elected officials, business representatives. It's sort of nebulous to understand who exactly they're reaching out to. But just to put that in context, Saudi Arabia, which is you know a, a lobbying behemoth in its own right, probably at least before Ukraine, used to be one of the largest companies conducting or countries rather uh, conducting influence operations here in the United States. They only made le a little under 3,000 contacts um, in the year 2021. Again, Ukraine's over 10,000. In contrast, Russia made just 21 contacts. These numbers are all from the Foreign Agent Registration Act. Um, so you have to remember this, you know, war-torn country that is Ukraine, since the onset of the war, has plowed millions of dollars into D.C.-based lobbying firms. I don't have enough time to list all the companies and firms and politically connected people who are profiting from this, um, but Ukraine's armed forces, their Committee on National Security, Defense, and Intelligence, even Vladimir Zelensky have retained D.C.-based lobbyists. And what's so interesting, particularly dovetailing with the social media censorship um, kind of angle, is that a lot of these retained lobbyists, including people like Cameron Hardesty, who used to work in the Obama press shop, and Michael Bobyak, have actually been retained specifically by the Ukrainian government to reach out to social media platforms, including Meta, including TikTok, and even Google, to get them to suppress what they describe as, quote, Russian disinformation. And I think anyone who's watching this program knows how that term is, you know, thrown around to mean basically anything that the globalists don't like. Um, but what's really interesting, too, and, and this is available in an article at warroom.org, 
again, this is all just reported activity. Um, and, you know, Hunter Biden's kind of the poster child of not registering with FARA, um, any of the lobbying you're doing for foreign countries. So I'm sure there's not really a massive push for anyone who's actually doing work for Ukraine to be reporting it. But from the numbers that we have access to, the data that's publicly available, the campaigns to influence social media really are insane. And, and there's even a, a breaking report now that um, in, in order to contact Google, the representatives there to suppress the so-called Russian disinformation, some of these lobbyists were actually reaching out to officials at the RNC um, to kind of lead that effort and lead that campaign. So it's a perfect example of how the DC political class um, is using the funds that are going to Ukraine um, to serve as lobbyists to push for even more social media censorship um, of Americans. I just want to make sure people understand the thing. The, the money they come and, and, and lobby for and we give them, which suppose they take a not insignificant portion of that money, plow it back into D.C. to the lobbyists and consultants that then are in business also with big tech and big tech goes out of its way. They, the, one of the pitches they make is you got to suppress this and it showed up today. Explain to what you uh, uh, earlier, what you told me about Twitter is now uh, is now uh, suppressing and kicking off Twitter. It's supposed to be a, a free speech absolutist. They're kicking off people that were criticizing or making analysis, sharp analysis about Zelensky's lobbying con job last night. Is, is that correct, uh, Natalie? Yeah, so people who were just posting pictures of uh, President Zelensky, and I mean President Zelensky of Ukraine, not the United States, because as the days go by, it's harder to tell the difference. Um, but people who were posting the picture of him giving a, a speech in Congress yesterday and making comments that basically weren't just, you know, gushing over him. Um, were banned, locked out of their accounts for 12 hours, basically unable to make any posts, to message people. And it happened to a host of conservatives, including some high profile ones. But I think to to really understand why this is happening, obviously, we have someone on the show who's going to talk about it. It happened to them. But just remember, we, we reported this today at War Room, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, um, which is the CISA, which is under the purview of DHS. And this is kind of ground zero for a lot of these government censorship operations. The Twitter files have shown that they've worked before to help censor content that's pro-Donald Trump, censor content about the origins of COVID-19. Um, the Ukraine government, specifically their intelligence services, had actually entered into a memorandum of cooperation with CISA, that is the U.S. federal government, back in July of 2022. So I think what we're seeing today is a perfect example of really all of the money that Ukraine has spent plowing into various United States lobbying firms, but also these formal government agreements and government arrangements to really push collaboration between our two countries really coming into fruition. Um, and of course, that inevitably results in kind of the America First movement which doesn't want to continue sending billions and billions, hundreds of billions, frankly, probably trillions of dollars um, to Ukraine to continue this war. Um, so you see, you know, various and, oh. and several even high the profile more, conservative yeah, accounts yeah, getting it, getting censored. It's 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 a charnel house for the Ukrainian people. Forty thousand dead civilians. Let's bring in. Was it ALX? Uh, sir, you were uh, tell your story. You were actually banned. I thought I thought Elon was a free speech absolutist. Tell us what happened to you today on, on Twitter, sir. Yeah. So uh, last night after I saw the uh, whatever you want to call that last night, I I basically made the point that Americans are looking 
for uh, leaders in Congress to put America first. And meanwhile, I showed the image of what Congress is actually doing, holding up the Ukrainian flag and a foreign leader in front of um, our, our Congress. Uh, so this morning, or it was actually this afternoon, I got an email saying that my account was blocked, um, stating that I violated their rules about Im intimate images, which was kind of confusing to me. Um, and yeah, so it was a temporary suspension and I believe it's an AI or like automated thing, but that's, that's just me. Maybe there are people still at Twitter that are censorious and they're going after other conservatives. I know one of my friends, the, the Columbia Bugle, they're a pretty big name account. Uh, they've experienced the same thing I've seen online uh, in the replies to Elon, who said he's looking into it, um, that there were other accounts posting similar content and they were also locked out. So I'm not too sure what happened. I would like to see an explanation. Hopefully I'll be unlocked before the 12 hour period, but I'd like to see a full explanation to see how this happened. You just put images up of, of the Nancy, they had the flag and you had some commentary. That's essentially what you did. You put up a couple of images like that. Correct. And yeah, my commentary was just, it said Americans, uh, I want America uh, uh, leaders that will put America first and then Congress with like a colon with just the image. It, it was nothing bad. There was no vulgarities. There was nothing at all. It, it was just what was broadcast on national TV. So it's confusing. Have you noticed your do you believe your uh, your account has been suppressed? Otherwise, you know, what shadow ban tougher to get to, to, to so, have interactions, engagements? So I was actually permanently suspended in 2020 um, in April, and it was for, again, something pretty minor. It was a meme of Xi Jinping saying, I stand with Joe Biden. So they permanently suspended me, and I was brought back um, just under a month ago, actually, um, when it was like an hour after Trump was reinstated. Um, but after that, I, I gained a bunch of followers. I hadn't seen my account suppressed since I rejoined, but before I was banned, definitely. And um, yeah, being suspended for over two years, uh, I can definitely attest to the fact that people at Twitter were, you know, had it out for conservatives. And as we see with the Twitter files, it's it, we have the evidence now. ALX, how do people follow you? Social media there and other places. Uh, we got about 30 seconds. Give us uh, people are going to want to follow you where they go. Yep. So it's ALX the Lord on Getter and Instagram and ALX on Truth Social and Twitter when I get back. ALX, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back on the show. Look forward to following you, sir. Thank Natalie, you uh, how do people uh, follow you, ma'am? Thanks, brother. Natalie how do people G. follow Winters. you, and Natalie? Natalie G. Winters. Natalie, we got a lot to talk about. I'll, I'll get to you tonight <laughs> after the show. We got a lot to talk about tomorrow, including including the grand jury, the criminal grand jury, going to be empowered in Florida under Dr. Latipo and. Uh, and uh, Governor DeSantis, kind of explosive. We've got a lot to go through tomorrow. Natalie Winters, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Everybody, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, we're live tomorrow. Of course we're live. There's so much going on. They're going to vote tonight, I think, or if not early in the morning, they'll vote tonight on this horrific, horrific, just embarrassing, humiliating, disastrous, catastrophic uh, omnibus. A disgrace to the nation, particularly a disgrace to those people that call themselves Republicans, these senators, it's a day that will live in infamy and a day that should live in infamy on their political careers, which should be 
as short as possible. There's no excuse for what they allowed to happen. Okay, see you back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll have Natalie Winters and the entire crowd in the world. See you then. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.